Welcome to C3 Church Tabra. You're about to hear a message from our senior pastor, Phil Oldfield. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. probably the most powerful message I could ever preach to you almost, and um, it's awesome, and uh, it's powerful, and uh, you do well to hear it, because once you get saved, you need to hear the voice of God, amen? So I'm going to move along pretty quickly, is that all right? feel like there's a lot of energy in the house tonight, and appreciate you coming out tonight, certainly don't want to waste your time, but we've esteemed Jesus and extolled his name, and that in itself is powerful to lift Jesus up over a given community. But I believe this church, as a regional church, lifting Jesus up over the central coast. Amen. So if you're from the coast, if you're from north, south, east, and west, I believe this church is a a coastal church. It is a regional church. It has governmental authority. It is a church that speaks the truth, and it is designed to raise up an army in the last days. It's not to pacify you, to stroke you, and pat you. God bless you, Ollie. I'm glad you're in the house tonight. You need to listen to this. Stand up, Ollie, Melanie. Is it Melanie or Melody? Melanie, stand up, you rocking people for Jesus. God bless you all. You're going to be, yeah. You're going to be standing in leadership, and you already are, and you're going to be loose quite, quite shortly because we need you. We need you to be in that number when the saints come marching in. You you are absolutely gifted and blessed, and I love your character, I love your style, I love your spirit. God's going to place a demand on you, even right now. Tonight is the night uh, that's going to be consolidated, what God's going to speak to you, amen? And I believe anyone, anyone like these guys that hits this church, they're going to find out God's will, they're going to find out what they're supposed to be doing in life, and if they're disappointed, they're going to be reappointed for the time in which they were born to live. And that means to do the work of God. One of the highest, God bless you, thanks guys, one of the highest callings that you get, one of the highest top shelf callings is trying to work out what God has for your life. But to do that, you don't need to hear it from man, but you need to hear it from God, what he has for you. Are you into that sort of stuff? So a lot of you even already start to lose ground. You've been coming along to church maybe. You've been even coming to SG and it's been good, but already some of you are just not getting a much, enough traction in God. Is that a bit like you, I wonder? Is that a bit like you? And you, you've almost thinking, well, if I don't get some emergency help right now, I'm going to find myself back down at the nightclub or whatever. But you know what? God is speaking to you and he's speaking to you every day. I need to prove that to you. Are you into that? Can I share something with you tonight? that profoundly revolutionized Julie and my life uh, years ago when we began to hear God daily in our life. Because you need to hear God daily. There's so much discouragement out there. There's so much stuff that is contrary to what God wants to say to you and what God wants to do through your life. You could find yourself sandbanked, just on the, just out of petrol, walking along the road of life with a jerry can, just going, man, I was rocking, man. I was in that church last Sunday and it was phenomenal. Now it's Wednesday and now, man, help me someone. And that can happen to anyone. It happens to everyone. The only remedy I can say to you is this, that you need to hear the voice of God. 
You could even read your Bible from front to back. We could lay hands on you tonight. You could give the, the biggest offering that this church has ever had. But at the end of the day, you need to hear God. Amen. So let me just, can I just state some things, Mark? How you doing, buddy? You doing better? Amen. And I'm seeing other great people in the house. Neil, God bless you. Awesome. And, uh, and others and others in the house. It's fantastic. Listen, guys, you do well to invite your friends to this house. If they've lost their way or they're lost in darkness, one guy came back this morning to the church and he said, you know what, man, I came to this house. I was part of this house. And he just only come back to the Lord. And, and so he said to me, he conceded this, that, man, I lost, I lost the plot again. I found myself in darkness. And I said, man, stay with the program. Keep coming to church. Because once you turn your back on the light, and then you've got this big shadow in front of you, turn your back on the light, and is there a shadow? Yeah, there's a shadow over there. If I could get up here and I could give a demonstration, there's actually a shadow. And if I turn my back on God, there presents a shadow. And if I try and walk in that shadow, and if that shadow was real dark, I would be tripping over stuff. I'd be falling down and like I do on my bushwalk when I walk late at night. I actually do that. But that's no natural light. That's not deceptive light. That's not devil's darkness. That's, that's not, you know, so that's just natural light. Thank God for torches. Thank God. Thank God for apps. <laughs> Do you know with an iPhone, you can be bushwalking in the dark, listening to your worship music, and with another program that tracks where you are, how far you're going, how many calories you've lost, how fast your heart, your heart is beating, and, and, and then you're going to be listening to your, yeah, said that, and then, um, then, then, of course, there's an app for a torch, and then it can actually show you where to go, and I'm sure there's a couple of other things. It's telling you the time, then you get a phone call. <laughs> wow, what a world we live in. This is awesome. This iPhone. <laughs> Steve Jobs, whatever your name is, you're awesome. Christianity is unique among religions for it alone offers a personal relationship with the Creator beginning here and now. I hope you're saved. And lasting throughout eternity, it does. Jesus declared this is eternal life, that they may know God. John 17, verse 2. Hang on to yourselves tonight, guys. Just... Get your pens out. Unfortunately, many in the church miss the great blessings of fellowship with our Lord because we have lost the ability to recognize His voice within us. Though we have the promise that my sheep hear my voice, too many believers are starved for the intimate relationship that, uh, that alone can satisfy the desire of one's heart. Many evade that. Many miss out on that. And, and we don't want anyone in this church to not get the download of God's love for you personally. You can hear it from me, you can hear it from Garth, you can hear it from Ruth, but at the, and you can hear it from Tim at the door, that, that we love you. But ultimately, you need to know the Father's love. Now listen to me, can I just do a little paraphrase of this morning? Because I think you need this before I go into the next session. The actual title of the message is The Conditions to Hear the Voice of God. Do you want to hear that? The Conditions to Hear the Voice of God. So let me... Just go really quickly. Jeremiah 7, 23, 24. But this command I gave them, obey my voice. I'm talking about the ways to hear God, the voice of God for you to hear God yourself. God still speaks today. He didn't stop speaking when the canon of Scripture was written. And that's it. That's all he's got to say. He is speaking to you today. I've got to prove it tonight. I hope I can. Again, it says, but this command I gave them, obey my voice and I will be your God. 
Oh man, I love that. And you shall be my people and walk in. Imagine God saying, hey, they're my people. You got something to say about that? (laughs) Well, you stand at the the heavenly nightclub version and, 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 and God comes up and says, hey, they're my people, let them in. I love that. That actually happened to me at a Simple Minds concert. Anyway, it's another story. <laughs> and walk in all the way that I command you, that it may... You don't even know who Simple Minds are, do you? Neil does. Well, but they did not obey or incline their ear, but walked in their own counsels and stubbornness of their evil hearts and went backwards and not forwards. We need to go forwards, guys. We need to go forwards. Who's into going forwards in life? Young people, go forwards. Go forwards. Don't goof off and surrender your life to dumbness and foolishness and goofing off. You're young, you're vital, you've got energy, you've got life. Engage life in a voluntary fashion like Ruth does or in your studies, in whatever, but engage life and go forward. Is that good? I said this morning, have you ever said, if only I could hear God's voice, I would do whatever he told me to do. Are you a bit like that? If God was able to speak to you directly, hey, buddy, how you going? You're back? Jacob Mamo, is it? No, no. I keep, keep getting you guys confused. Goffin. I know it is. I've been watching your Facebook updates. Jake. Jake Goffin. What a name. That's an awesome name. You should release a CD. Even if it's got no music on it, it'll sell because of that name. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Life is an under, unending decisions to make. What school am I to go to? Am I to go, to over, go overseas or not? Am I to go to this church or not? Am I to do this? Am I to do that? Life is constantly like that, is it not? Guys, I've got good news for you. God wants to tell you, show you, inform you, but speak to you about what He believes is the best decision for your life. Is that cool? One of the great privileges of our born-again life is that we can have intimacy with God and He can speak to us. He's profoundly awesome and He does want to know about the small details of your life and the huge details of your life and He wants to divulge what He thinks about your life. You've got to hear God, but You've got to hear God. I can tell you something. I might be able to give you an inkling. Say inkling. inkling. Say inkling. inkling. Who said that word for the first time tonight? Put up your hand. Thought so. The benefits of our salvation is hearing God. I'm just crunching some of the stuff I said this morning. You know, just one word. You've got to be able to distinguish the voice of God. Instead of going through life blindly, you can have the, the wisdom of God to guide you, to show you which way to go. Who wants that sort of stuff? I don't want to... Man, you need to, this life is hard to navigate, trust me. And one word from God can change your whole life in whatever area you need it. Uh, this foundational scripture is in John 10, 3, 5, and it says this, The watchman opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. We're the sheep, by the way, the Bible says. That's why we're supposed to be like children, keeping it simple and uncomplicated. Like sheep, they're simple and uncomplicated. They're not second-guessing everything. They just listen to the shepherd and they follow. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead. And it just talks about you've got to listen to the voice. 
And the Bible is saying here, not we should, not that we could, but we actually do hear the voice of God. We actually do hear the voice of God. In fact, the voice of God is like the 24-7 transmission of a radio station. If you were to put on, say, Reamer FM, whatever time of day it was, it should be on. Is that right? Is it a 24-7 radio station? God is transmitting all the time. So it's nothing wrong with the transmitter. It's the receiver. It's the receiver. It's the receiving of God's word, the receiving of his voice. Is that good for someone? So you can, you can shake your fist at him and say, God, but it could be you, the receiver. So we need to fix that. We need to, I said this morning, find time, make effort, refocus, get out of the busyness of our life. I said that this morning, Psalm 46, verse 10, be still and know that I am God. I'm moving along very quickly. There's a scripture that says, says the still small voice in 1 Kings 19, 12. And that still small voice, when you pull it off the busyness of, of the life that you're in, when you pull off to the side of the road and you just quieten yourself, God will speak to you. And He'll not speak to you like brain to brain, mouth to ear. He will speak to you in a supernatural way. Your spirit, which is alive to God, and He is spirit, and now you're just grooving with God, communing with God. So a lot of this thing is about checking out into the spirit and hearing God for yourself. Is that right? And it's not God audibly speaking to you, but oftentimes it's thoughts and impressions. Say thoughts and impressions. Just setting the foundation here. Thoughts thoughts and impressions, they give you an idea roughly of what God is trying to say to you. I don't know if you've ever got up very early in the morning, you see across the, say, the the Tugra Lakes there and the glistening sun and the flickering of the of the sun, you know, just those thoughts that sometimes happen on your mind, you need to apprehend those thoughts. And I said to Julie today, one of the key things to do in life is to journal, write down some of these thoughts, write them down. You'll make sense of them after a week, a couple of weeks, a couple of months, but you will make sense. God speaks, and then you end up with, with things like this happening. I think the Lord wants me to do this or that, because the Lord never says, you do this, you do that. He doesn't, just do, he doesn't do that. It's always, I think I should do it. How many of us have been caught out in life where we've, um, you know, we've done something stupid and afterwards we've said, I knew that was wrong. I knew that was wrong. And you've used your logic or you were pressured into a decision. And later on you've gone, I knew it. Knew I shouldn't have bought that car. <laughs> it's actually an impression. Okay, we're moving on. Praise God. I did want to clarify one scripture, what I think is so amazing. And, uh, and, that, and then I'll cut into the, tonight's message. And of course, am I doing all right, Jules? Okay. Romans 8.14, I'll chuck this one in then. But as a child of God, we don't have to walk blind. We can have confidence. Okay, Romans 8.14, I didn't even give this morning this scripture. 8.14 says, Romans 8.14, For as many are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. Conversely, this scripture implies that if we are God's children, if we're born again, we will be led by the Spirit. By the Spirit, Psalm 37, 23, 24. The steps of a good, righteous, born again, I've got in brackets there, it's my words, born again, righteous person are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down for the Lord upholds him with his hand. God will order your steps. 
God will actually order your steps if you be real with him, listen to him and understand what he's saying. Uh, No, I'm not going to say that. I'm going to move on and I'm going to say this one. The writer of Hebrews talks about this. Let's back it up to this. Three voices. Now, don't be smart this time, you guys. This morning that was funny, but (laughs) there's three places you can hear the voice of voices. One is from God. One of them is yourself. And someone said this morning, one is your wife, but it's not. The other one is the devil. So again, three places your thought life comes from, those voices come from. One is God. One is yourself. And one of is of the devil. You've got to learn to discern, guys. Now, here it is. Uh, Hebrews 5.14. This is a crash course, this actually, this part of hearing God's voice, but you need it. But solid, oh, here it is, Hebrews 5.14. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised. I've got another version that says skill, and, and the NASB version says trained. And the NLT version says skill to recognize discern both good and evil. And really, this is about practicing the art of hearing God's voice, the ability to know what's God's voice. Now, in doing that, you're going to have to practice that through, I guess, understanding who God is, His character, His nature. You've got to understand that much because you're not going to know if it's God or not. But if, you, if you've got some resemblance, some understanding of who God is and the nature and the character of God, you can start to make sense. Is it of God or not of God? Is this me speaking? Is this the devil speaking or is this God speaking? And that's a beautiful thing. God is always speaking to you. He is constantly speaking to you. And I said this morning, there's seven filters that God uses scripture. Second, the Holy Spirit speaking into your heart. Thirdly, the prophetic. This is ways that God can speak to you. Thirdly, God's counsel, counsel of many people around your life. This is how you determine, especially major decisions. Um, confirmation by the mouth of two, three witnesses. I said that. Uh, the peace of God. Sometimes you just got to understand, does this, does, this, does this line up in my heart? Is this fine with my heart? Am I at peace with this? And then, of course, circumstance and timing. But that message, look, you're going to have to listen to yourself this uh, some other time on podcast that's going to go up later. Let's check this out. Does that help someone? Man. The conditions of hearing God's voice, number one would have to be humility. Psalm 25 verse 9. I think the guys can track me with this now. This is where I'm going to start to hammer you with some scripture. Is that good? Because I've only got three of these. Three conditions. Three conditions. First one is humility. When it comes time to experience divine guidance from God, you've got to humble yourself before God. I said again, when it comes time to be, to be guided and instructed by God, you've got to humble yourself before God. You've just got to bend your knee, guys. You can't stand in your individual thought and individual independence and say, that's what I think. Man. You're going to come a cropper, man, I'm telling you. Psalm 25 verse 9 says, He guides the humble in what what is right and teaches them His way. 
Pride feels no need to inquire of God and take time to seek his face. Want another one? When we see this from God's perspective, it is both proud and foolish to live independently of him by continually, continuously making our own decisions and hoping or presuming they are his will. The Bible says in Psalm 53 verse 2, God looks down from heaven on the sons of men to see if there are any who understand, any who seek God. Did that help someone? David, King David, right there, I need to stop. Young people, study one major Bible character in the Old Testament. Would you do that for me somehow, some way? David is awesome, and David is an excellent character to study. He will teach you bunches of stuff. I'll I'll, I'll mention a couple of them in a moment. David made the mistake and experienced the subsequent horrible implications of not seeking God for direction, and he cried out to God. Psalm 19, verse 13, Keep your servant also from willful sins. May thou not rule over me. Then will I be blameless, innocent of great transgression. Now, if I was to tease out the life of David, if I was able to do that tonight, I would take you through such things of King David, young David, the Goliath killer, going through this journey now of trying to deal with his calling and his awesomeness to lead this nation on in glory, but having to deal with such things as faith versus pride. These are the lessons from King David. Faith versus anxiety. Faith versus revenge. Faith versus lust. Faith versus um, despair. And then you can see the lessons that are learned in humility, trust, patience, self-control, and hope. And then, of course, he ends up saying to his son, Jules... um, This is awesome, man, because King David, he really goes through the ringer to get the calling eventually to do what it needs to do. But, you know, we're all human, man, and he's human too. And he teaches us that it can be done. He says to his son, after going through this huge ringer of trying to answer God's calling, and he says to his son, after he lets his people down, lets himself down, lets God down, and one of the huge challenges is the humility area. I was talking to Daniel Seckham, and we, won't, we can't go into it for the sake of time. But David got proudful, and God had to deal with him because of that pride, because he didn't inquire of God. That's basically what I'm trying to tell you. He stopped saying, God, what do you think? What do you think about going out into this battle? What do you think? He didn't. He got, man, did you just see us take out those other guys? Did you see that? Yeah, I got some good fighting men, man. We've got a good church here, you know. Big noise all week, man. A hundred kids. Let's try and... Hey, God, we're cool now. We're away and running. We're going to try and do some more stuff, guys. That was awesome. That's what David did. Hey, hey, SG's going now. Hey, let's see what big noise did. Let, let's, let's, you know. And they could get all prideful. And this is actually what happened to David. But he learned about... He learned a good lesson that you can't do that. You can't stop inquiring of God and listening of God. He says to his son almost with his last dying breath in Chronicles 28, verse 9. And let's heed the voice of our great hero of faith to his son Solomon. He says, And you, my son Solomon, 
Acknowledge the God of your father. He's pleading with him. Serve him with a wholehearted devotion and with a willing mind. For the Lord searches every heart and understands every motive behind the thoughts. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will reject you forever. That's his last major statement to his son Solomon. Do you love that? Only the Holy Spirit can reveal to us the presumption in God's sight is great transgression, I've written here. We have a further insight into God's perspective of the subject. Zephaniah 1.6 says, Those who turn back, and now I'm back to my message, Tim. Sorry, I'm jerking him around tonight. Zephaniah 1.6. Those who turn back, meaning backslide from following the Lord, and neither seek the Lord nor inquire of Him. Whoa. <laughs> Maybe you think, well, I see God in all the major issues, but I don't bother him with the little decisions. He doesn't need to know. Oh, really? Well, let's look at this. Let's look at this. John 5, John, Gospel of John 5.19. Let's have a look at the humility that Jesus Christ modeled when he said this in John 5.19. So what am I saying there? Seek God in the little stuff. Even where you get your hair cut, man, could save you a lot of embarrassment. Whatever, I'm just being funny, but (laughs) especially wives, they get really narky with a bad haircut. (laughs) Jesus gave them the answer. I tell you the truth. The son can do nothing by himself, can only do what he sees his father doing, because whatever the father does, the son also does. So Jesus is awesome. He can do all, he can do anything. But, listen, listen, but. He's saying, man, I would go to that person's place. I would do that. I would have coffee there. I would be, I would, but he says, look, to be honest, I can't do anything unless the father shows me and tells me, unless he shows me and I hear what he wants me to do. So humility is the first condition. Faith is the next one. Moving along quickly. Faith is the second condition necessary for hearing God's voice. We have to believe God is speaking to us. It clearly says in Hebrews eleven six, and without faith, it is impossible to please God. It is, in, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. I think I've got um, a couple of statements by PowerPoint. I'm not sure if they're up or not. Uh, is that possible, Tim? First one. Just tell me if it is. It's up. Wow. We're rocking tonight. You've got to understand these things. Six statements, right? As of God of the knowledge of all that is knowable. As a God of the knowledge of all that is knowable, He has the answers. He knows what He wants us to be at what time and what we are to say and do. I'm sure this is helping someone. Next, as God of limitless power, He has the ability to communicate in every language. Of course He does. Next, as a God of infinite wisdom, He knows how and when to communicate. Yes, He does. Next, as a God of total justice, He will only tell us to do what is right and just for us and everyone else involved with our decisions. So there's people around our life being told... Jump up, a couple of guys. You guys, I went. You all, you guys, stand up. I'm in a mess. I've got indecision. I need answers, man. God's going to be getting to these guys to help me realize God's will. That's how the kingdom works. That's how church works. That's how SG works. 
that's how church works. That's how the connect group works. Guys, look, I've got some drama. Man. Look, I've sought God. I'm, I think I'm hearing God. But you know what? What do you guys think? Because they're godly and they do hear God because everyone hears God, they're going to have something to say to me about such matters. God bless you guys. It's a bit like that. God will get through to you somehow. Next, as a God of absolute righteousness, he will never tell us to do anything unholy or inconsistent with his, with his character or the principles in his word in the Bible. That's, that's pretty, you know, it's pretty clear, isn't it? As a God of unfathomable love. Say unfathomable. He longs to communicate with us. Next, one of the most comforting and encouraging... Was that the last one, Tim? It was. One of the most comforting and encouraging Bible verses I know says this, Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 33.3, 3, Surely it is you who love the people. All the holy ones are in your hand. At your feet they all bow down. And from you receive instruction. There's actually a King James Version that says, And they receive your word. Say receive your word. Exodus 15, 13, if you're wondering if God does really care for you to hear him, it says, in your unfailing love, you will lead the people you have redeemed. In your strength, you will guide them to your holy dwelling. God so wants to lead you, people. God so wants to lead you, guide you. Psalm 32, verse 8 says it again. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you and watch over you. You want another one? Psalm 48, verse 14, for this God is our God forever and ever, and He will be our guide even to the end. Isaiah 30 verse 21, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. It's a still small voice, but sometimes it feels like it's screaming at you. Isaiah 48 verse 17, this is what the Lord says. Your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord your God who teaches you what is best Say best. What is best for you who directs you in the way that you, 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 that you should go. Third, a clean heart. Third condition is sure that we all hear God's voice is the need for us to have a clean heart. Psalm 66 verse 18. My last point. If I had cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. We need to get real, quieten ourselves before the Lord and even let the Holy Spirit speak to us, convict us, because that's what the Holy Spirit does at times. It convicts us and say, hey, you've got to lose that. You've got to get rid of that. You've got to lay that down. You've got to deal with that. Let that happen. Proverbs 8.20, I walk in the way of righteousness along the paths of justice. Another version says, I lead, I lead my people in the way of righteousness in the midst of in the midst of the paths of judgment, meaning he leads us along these paths that we walk circumspectly by towards the Lord God. He leads us. It's very hard to lead sheep when they're out in the back paddocks of life. But when you're following God, when you're listening to God, he's leading you. He's going, come on, come on, we can do this. We're going forward, man. We're going to take this mountain. We're going to take this giant. We're going to do this. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to get over this mountain. We're going to get through this valley. We're going to do it. God's silences can at times be attributed to undealt sin in our lives. For example, when the scribes, the Pharisees, when they came around Jesus, Luke 20, verse 1, last scripture, one day as he was teaching the people in the temple courts and preaching the gospel, the chief priests 
and the teachers of the law, together with the elders, came up to him. Tell us, by what authority you were doing these things? They said, who gave you this authority? He replied, I will ask you a question. Tell me, John's baptism, was it from heaven or from men? They discussed it among themselves and said, if we say from heaven, he will ask, why didn't you believe in him? And if we say from men, all the people will stone us because they are persuaded that John was a prophet. So they answered, we don't know where it came from. And Jesus said, neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. Got to be real with God. Even Jesus said, if you're not real with me, speak to the hand. Basically, that's what it was. Even for a yielded will, we said that if you're not interested in really bowing your knee and following his way and subconsciously or consciously got reservations or stipulations about serving God, let's all stand. God bless you. Uh, you you, you got to deal with that, guys. You got to deal with it. You got to yield yourself. You got to yield yourself to God. Father in heaven, thank you for this message tonight. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. I need to wait. Let's just wait on the Lord just for a moment here. Wait on the Lord. This is the most difficult one to do, especially as a young person. You're going 100 mile an hour. It's pretty hard to pull over and just rest in God. And Life's busy. And, but you know, it's in the stillness of your life that you hear God, find God. Even you uh, older people, your life is so busy with kids, grandkids, and impending this and that. And be used to, you've you got to pull over and hear God. Psalm 81 verse 11 says, But my people would not listen to me. Israel would not submit to me. So I gave them over to their stubborn hearts to follow their own devices. If my people would but listen to me. Just say that. If my people would but listen to me. If Israel, if the church would follow my ways. Wow. What an awesome thing it would be. Father, we stand before you and we ask that, Lord God, that we would hear your voice. Can I just tell you something? If you really take this message on, it can revolutionize your life. Mark, you could go to this church. You could go to that church. You could have went to Hillsong for a week and sat under the best ministry all week. You feel great and buoyant for a while. But ultimately, my friend, you've got to hear God for yourself. You could do great things. You could raise the dead. You could do great things for God in one day. But the next day, you need to hear the voice of God. You could hit home runs for God. You could serve in the worship team. You could get volunteer of the, of the month. You could have the largest men's group movement in Australia. But you've got to hear the voice of God, and I know you do. Friend, you've got to hear the voice of God. My voice, I hope, is an echo of the Father heart of God to you. So let's close our eyes right now. Father in heaven, Father, we thank you that you want to speak to us 24-7, that you are transmitting your love, your care, your, your wonderful thoughts towards us. Dear God, even in my dreams, I'm being impressed upon by your thoughts and great love for me. Would you invade my dreams? Lord, I rebuke those dreams that just spoil my, my sleep. I sanctify my sleep 
a sanctifier to hear from you because the Bible says, and in the Old Testament especially, but in the New Testament, old men will dream dreams. Young men will see visions. When was the last time you had a vision, guys? When was the last time you saw heaven? When was the last time you saw God? When was the last time you saw something so something so incredible that it brought you to tears as Cameron was sharing me about an incident he saw and he saw redemption in it and he's sharing me the story and it was like a car park thing incident and he saw a lady and young kid and so I don't know I forget what about he's crying he's crying sharing. oh my god this is really it he had a vision God speak to us through visions speak to us come on come on come on come on here we go this is it we're done Lord speak to me through visions and dreams speak under my heart impressions and thoughts of your great love for me dear God right now I need to hear from you I'm desperate I'm a desperate man I'm a desperate woman needing to hear from you God about your great love for me Father in heaven you created me you sent me to this earth but Lord I've been downcast my soul has been damaged my life is in your hands as of tonight Lord I need to hear your voice my God, my God, my God, please don't forsake me over this lost planet. Lord, I want to hear your love and I want to give it away. I want to feel the love, experience the love. I want to know the love of God. I want to know it without a shadow of a doubt. And I want to give it away all the days of my life. I want to know that love. I want to feel it. I want to feel the counsel of the Word of God. I need to know the Holy Spirit. Call God, speak to me again. Lord, I pull down every barrier. I pull down every wall. I pull down every compromise. I pull down every wall of sin. I pull down every obstacle that stops myself listening to the voice of the living God. Tonight, I will hear God in my sleep, in the early hours, in the late hours, in the morning, the noon, and the night. I will listen to God 24-7. As of tonight, Lord, I sanctify my spiritual ears to hear from God, to hear from God, to hear from God, to hear from God, His great love for me and this planet and humankind at the same time. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.